0: So, watching the Democrat party fall apart in front of our very eyes has been a rather wrenching experience. Of course, it began with uh, their rigged candidate, Hillary, failing, um, which was an abomination anyway, that any party would put a person as corrupt and evil as Hillary Clinton as their representative. But then this is the same party. Has put a man with stage five dementia up as their erstwhile nominee. Um, the party has been in, in a kind of a unstable place ever since Barack Obama became president and has carefully disguised divisive race-baiting language that helped fuel tensions all over the country and was later picked up by the Democrat far left to substantiate their identity politics approach to everything. Uh, But the advent of Trump really, really, really tore that party apart. In 2016, a smart leadership would have Purged all of the folks who were engaged in the rigging, uh, and then <clears throat> done a complete reevaluation of their party. But they didn't think they had to do that. They could have rebuilt it from the ground up as a more patriotic party, more middle of the road, and made itself relevant again. But instead, they opted out of fear, which is always the wrong way to make any decision to toady and genuflect and surrender to the far-left, illogical uh, zealots of the Alexandria-Crazio type. And, of course, this old 80-year-old woman, Pelosi, she she does not have the stamina to go up against a rabid, insane hound like Alexandria-Crazio. So the party was allowed to drift over there and Schumer may have been a little bit more to the middle of the road but he had could not control Pelosi or the Democrats and the Democrats had therefore pretty much had him over a barrel too because virtually any legislation would need to have the House as well as the Senate and uh, so Schumer had to kind of look the other way while the insanity dragged his Democrat Party down into the muck ever deeper well they didn't do the evaluation the self-evaluation that they should have done when the crisis of uh, Bernie's supporters threatening to walk out of the um, out of the convention uh, came about instead they chose to surrender and get on their knees and basically bow and genuflect to the far left. And that allowed people like Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff and other far left uh, parties to take a more prominent role. Now, if the Democrat Party was all on its own, it would simply be on this path to self-destruction on its own and would eventually reach its logical conclusion, which would be the total defeat of the Democrat Party on every level. Um, but they have an ace in the hold, if you want to call it that way. It's the sort of, same sort of ace in the hole that, uh, let's say, the, uh, the Gestapo was for Adolf Hitler. Right? In other words, uh, they have Don Lemon and they have Jeff Zucker and they have Rachel Maddow. And these people are allowed to spew their lies and hatred into the airwaves on a regular basis and uh, get paid for it. Uh, and so people who turn on their TVs, they might accidentally hear these rabid leftist partisans running these stations and assume that they are the news. After all, uh, they. Uh, are saying the same thing over at other Democrat leftist organized uh, organizations like CBS NBC and the Washington Post so it must be true says the foolish soft-headed person who has traditionally trusted the media because they assumed that they couldn't publish anything unless they'd done the research well that was the way it was that's the way that journalism used to be you got to remember in the old days, it wasn't all that long ago, but you know, 20, 30 years ago, liberalism was simply the concept of being open-minded about things. And it wasn't necessarily bad or good. It was simply a, an attitude of listening and, and considering. But that's not what it is today. The far leftism of today is basically uh, incipient Marxism. They want to tell you that they represent your identity group and uh, that you need to send your money to them. And then when they uh, eventually get in power, instead of actually caring about you, they do the Venezuelan number and become autocratic dictators. And that's exactly what Bernie would have been if his uh, Marxism had been allowed to sway. But that the mere fact that we're talking about Marxism in a major American party is absolutely indicative of the decline, deg- degradation and deterioration of the modern 2020 Democrat Party, which I think you'll agree ha- bears no resemblance whatsoever to the party of FDR or Truman or or Kennedy. Today's party has gone on a long, long downward, ugly slope. And the only remedy for what has happened to that this group of people is total and complete defeat at the polls, which I think at this point is very likely to happen, actually. And I'm not going to crow about it. I'm not going to, you know, predict it with absolute certainty. But I think the all the signs, the circumstantial evidence at the point at this point and the facts that we know seem to indicate that it's going to be a very good day for Mr. Donald Trump on Election Day. And um, I think one of the biggest problems um, the Democrats have is their nominee himself. Now, I know some people are saying that, oh, surely the Democrats won't put up Joe Biden with his, his incipient Alzheimer's and his, you know, very clumsy way of, of uh, communicating with people who are younger than him. Um, Surely they wouldn't do, but that's not the way it works. You see, the Democrats, because they didn't do the hard work of reevaluating, and rebuilding, and, and taking a top-down, bottom-up approach to reconstructing their party, instead preferring to paper it over, so it wouldn't be the more, the, the less painful measure of just papering it over with a few uh, changes at the top, and that's it. Um, you know, because they've done this. Uh, They have set themselves up to require uh, that they only use candidates from a pool of candidates, of nominees who, uh, you know, who they feel will toe the line, toe the party line. And that means doing what the executive secretariat at the DNC tells them to do, just like the CNN and Washington Post does what the Democrat National Committee tells them to do, and that's the ideal. That's the ideal candidate, and that's the ideal world for the dictators of the left, far left Democrat Party. Uh, of course, Democrats they couch their stances and policies in this this veneer of caring and compassion and love of nature and all this other nonsense, which implies that, therefore, people who are part of the Republican Party, the American First movement or the Trump uh, movement, therefore do not appreciate art or support nature or uh, care about individuals or have compassion. The the difference between the Republicans and the Democrats is that the Republicans actually demonstrate compassion. The Democrats, mostly, uh, for the most part, claim and use superficial statements designed to indicate that they care or have sympathy for one or another identity group. But the truth is they're only doing it because they believe that you'll turn over a campaign donation and a vote and put them in a position of power to do the kinds of corrupt things that Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton did in creating slush funds and taking bribes and massive financial payoffs from government as they tried, as uh, for example, China bought influence in the Democrat party. Um, so this is what the Democrats have. This is what they are. And the uh, the Democrat owned far left media at CNN and MSNBC and the Washington Post and Times and so forth, They they have allowed a cocoon of f- falsity. To surround these far-left Democrats and Democrats in general. Um, and the hope that they won't, that somehow or other enough people will believe this nonsense and vote Democrat in November. Well, <clears throat> there, there is another reason why the Democrat Party is falling apart, in addition to not doing the hard work of reforming and rebuilding their party from the ground up to be an American party, more the middle of the road type party. They didn't do that. They haven't done it. They, they refuse to do it. So uh, they're going to find now that since they've made Joe Biden the nominee, that the there's going to be a massive fissure in the Democrat Party already. Uh, Ocracio cortez is attacking Biden, you know, sort of to imply that, well, even though the Democrat Party has anointed him, we got to get rid of him, that sort of thing. Uh, and uh, there is a tremendous amount of dis- dissatisfaction among the uh, progressive, so-called progressive, it's really regressive, I hate using that word, the regressive wing of the Democrat Party, the AOCs, the Ilhan Omars, the Rashida Tlaibs, these other, you know, the anti-Semitic, uh, destroy-the-economy type people that Seem to permeate the far left wing of the Democratic Party these days, as represented by Bernie Sanders. So, the Democrats are putting up a man with dementia and a very serious illness, uh, and uh, at the same time, they're rejecting the more populist candidate Bernie, and they're disappointing, uh, you know, somewhere around thirty percent of all the potential voters uh, who would otherwise be voting. For the Democrat Party, many, many, many of those people are going to be staying home. And now that the allegations of sexual misconduct against Joe Biden have arisen, uh, you can expect that a large number of Democrat women uh, who were thinking they just have to hold their nose and vote Biden, there are a number of those who are not going to do even that. They're going to stay home. Some of them will listen to Donald Trump for the first time instead of getting his words and statements via Rachel Maddow, and they'll realize that he's not what they've been told he was. And once they understand that, I think we're going to get a a significant number of former Bernie supporters who will vote Trump. Uh, Let's face it, on many of the international issues, and on several fronts with the economic and job-related issues and so forth, Bernie and Trump have very little daylight between them. They're almost identical on their, in their stances. Bernie actually did want uh, you know, a good bit of fairness for the American work. He actually did. Um, he just simply had the prescription that was loaded with socialism and Marxism, which is wrong for America and wrong from, from a historical po- point of view. But that didn't mean that his instinct for many of the same policies that Donald shows was there. Well, there's a significant number of people who have been enthused over Bernie and came to his rallies and all. The Bernie bros who trolled the internet with their, their one-line garbage comments. These people are not happy. I mean, look at the intensity of Bernie's sentiment. I mean, it was a Bernie supporter who shot up the uh, Steve Scalise uh, softball game for example. You've all seen, uh, most of the uh, Antifa people are all Bernieites. These are violent people. They, they demonstrate the same incipient violence that all Marxist communist revolutions and regimes show. Um, they come off telling you they're doing it all for, because they're kind and caring and for the higher good, but in fact what they're doing it for is a payday at the end of the rainbow. and. Uh, now, with Biden as the prospective nominee, their man's gone. And they're, they basically had their fuse box uh, shorted when uh, Bernie said he was pulling out. Now, they have some sort of strange kind of uh, ancillary hope that uh, that Bernie's going to collect enough delegates that he can be influential in, in the party platform with his leftist Marxist ideology. But you can be sure the Democrats are going to put a hold, Democrat establishment are going to be a hold on. They didn't, they didn't oust Bernie in 2016 and 2020 for no reason. They don't want him to be uh, identified too closely with the Democrat Party. Yes, they like any of his voters who, you know, to come along and vote Democrat if possible, but when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, anything else, you can forget it. So there they are. They have a giant fissure. They have a giant divide because a huge number of the most active and, and motivated part of their party is no longer motivated, and they're no longer activated and Bernie can't reassure of them this time. He did his reassurance thing in twenty sixteen. It doesn't work anymore. Now they're saying he's basically betrayed them. That's what they're saying, and Bernie doesn't seem to care. He just believes that his core of supporters will, you know, understand the situation or something. But many of his former supporters or current, you know, supporters they understand that this man is pushing eighty. He's not going to be around for much longer. And he's not going to run again. There'll be no 2024 Bernie run. Nobody, none of his supporters are willing to put up with this kind of subterfuge by the Democrat National Pity again. They just won't do it. They just won't support Bernie because again and again he's disappointed them. He's refused to really stay in there and uh, fight. Now, he never was a viable candidate because of his Marxism, but he also was not a viable candidate because he was very... Uh, his logic was empty and uh, it didn't, didn't wash. He just railed against people hoping that the young would uh, uh, believe that he can give them free education and believe that, uh, uh, you know, that uh, his socialist philosophies were not gonna lead them down the path of totalitarianism as it has done in every other country. Except for those smart enough to reject their flirtations with socialism, like Denmark. Um, but Bernie Sanders is taking uh, Bernie Sanders supporters are not taking this well, as you can see from just a cursory glance at the comments. You see, or the the pieces that have been written out there, they're very upset. And uh, the ones, those loudmouths like AOC who actually endorse Bernie, they feel a little betrayed as well. And the rift and the tension between the DNC and the more older line Democrats and uh, the far left, ultra, ultra, ultra far left wing of Rashida Tlaib and the anti-Semites and so forth. Well, that tension is huge. And the naivete and inexperience of the dumb leftist Democrat young at college campuses. This is, uh, these are supposed to be people with fertile minds ready to learn that they've been brainwashed and propagandized by far left thinking and identity politics and PC politics and protected class bullshit for so long that they now believe it to all be true. Well, that's why we in Trump nation are standing up against them. And we're preserving and conserving the great things that our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents and so forth created, the good, the amazing, amazing social experiment that is America of freedom and liberty. This is what they built, and this is what Democrats want to destroy and throw out and rewrite and erase and get reparations for. Well, no is the answer to that. Um, we've decided to take a firm stance against their political thinking because we do not want it to become the norm in the United States. If people want this kind of thing, then we invite them to leave the country and go somewhere else because this is not the right environment for Marxism and Socialism. many people say, what are we going to do about the media? Well, the good thing is people know that CNN is a pile of lies, and they they know that it's a Democrat agitprop mouthpiece, and the people like Don Lemon, Rachel Maddow, and and so forth. These people are all leftist, far leftist mouthpieces. Uh, Moreover, they're not patriots, and the fact is, you look at them, and you have to really strain to find out where you can identify anything that would you know, inform you that these people are Americans. Uh, other than the fact that they speak English, I don't see, I, I just don't see how Brian Stelter can be called an American. Look at him, just look at this little pile of garbage. Um, I happen to also think that the embrace of, of the LGBT political platform by the far left has been another extremely detrimental thing and we need to fight it. But there are a whole lot of people who don't want to be called homophobic or whatever because the Democrat-LGBT combine and their media uh, mouthpieces uh, have gone out and they've created this shell of misinformation and phony narrative that says that if you dare to criticize the protected class of the LGBT, then somehow you're engaging in hate speech. They were lucky enough to do that. The truth is you can oppose the LGBT political agenda. You can oppose their bankrupting of small Christian businesses by having their vicious lawyers attack them. You know, you can oppose the LGBT secretariat and its autocratic dictatorial style of deciding who's allowed to say what. You can oppose because you're an American and you have a right to liberty and freedom of speech. And when you see something that is absolutely wrong and anathema to what you believe, and we're not talking about gay men and women who simply want to be left alone to live their lives. That's a whole different matter. No, we're talking about the politics of the organization's top echelons and how they are ready, uh, you know, with their fat accounts and their overpaid lawyers to destroy any company or any individual who happens to be uh, for example a devout believer of the Christian Bible and the Leviticus uh, areas and so forth that say that there can be no marriage between people of the same gender there can be no uh, people lying with people of the same gender now I don't care about that myself I am a Christian but I don't that doesn't you know, really inform my world that much. Uh, what two adults wish to do on their own, if they're not hurting anybody, is not my business, and uh, that's fine. But where I draw the line is when uh, the well-heeled LGBT, uh, you know, come and turn at the top, the uh, the dictators at the top, when they recruit. Uh, high-priced lawyers to go in and attack and bankrupt little companies or school districts who don't think it's right to have a biological man running on their daughter's track team. These are other areas where the leftist LGBT Democrat combine has created much hostility and anger among rank and file Americans who don't want this crap, this LGBT extremist crap in their faces. And you can wave your rainbow flag all day long, but if you're discriminating against people on the basis of their religious beliefs, of the things that matter to them and trying to force them to make wedding cakes for gay couples when they don't want to, when you can get the same cake somewhere else by some from another store, that is wrong. That is not right. That is wrong. And the LGBT folks are dead wrong to do this. Well, that's just one element of that. We also know, we all are aware by now of the the scheme, the Democrat Party scheme, to erase the fact that it is Democrats who were involved in the Jim Crow laws, et cetera, and uh, who represented the majority of the plantation owners of the old South and so forth. And and we forget that Jefferson Davis was a Democrat. All that they they wanted to erase, and their technique was very simple. First of all, uh, ensure that all black Americans believe they're victims. Uh, In other words, continually harp on their victimhood. Don't ever, rarely if ever, uh, highlight achievement that was created and done or or produced, except maybe in sports. Don't, Don't highlight any achievement. In other words, take the negative route. You're a victim of racism. And then when enough people have been convinced of it, thanks to the propaganda minute, uh, operations of the Democrat National Committee at CNN, MSCB, and so forth, then you come in and you say, I have in this little bottle the remedy to all that's bothering you. Ah, this, will, this, will ju- this will rectify things for you. Here you go. Here's a housing project. Here's a handout. Here's a phony superficial jobs training program that is crappily run by... a some local state government. And meanwhile, your Democrat rep will be pocketing all sorts of lobbyist cash and campaign donations, you know, just like Representative Cummings did in Baltimore before he died. Um, he was quite embarrassed, you'll remember, when they found out he had millions of dollars in paintings stored in his house. It only came out when a, th- a thief broke into his home. Uh, this is the typical you know, the Baltimore mayor getting... You know, Corruption, trying to get forced people to buy her lousy books uh, in exchange for favors. This is how Democrats run things, corruptly, for money. It's all about the money, and it's all about how much money can I make while I'm I'm in power. Republicans are actually idealists in the sense they love money too, like anybody, but they don't believe, by and large, they don't believe, and there are exceptions, but they don't believe that you... uh, You have to create identity classes, convince them they're victims, and then come around with your snake oil to to solve the problem that you've convinced them they have. The nice thing is many, many uh, of our black American citizens have truly woken up to the scheme. And I'm so happy to see that. Every time I see one of these great uh, content providers, we have so many uh, on all the social media platforms, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, we have a huge rise in the number of black Americans who said, I've had it with the plantation, the Democrat plantation. Uh, and of course, the uh, capos and the others on the plant, blacks on the plant would try to get them to come back by calling them names and calling them uh, Uncle Toms and all this other crap that they always come up with when any any black man tries to stand up and be just a man and a citizen instead of a uh, a subcitizen group that Democrats can pander to in order to get money out of their wallets uh, is—they're automatically criticized. They're automatically uh, reviled by uh, in a loudspeaker of CNN and MSNBC. You pump their uh, their garbage into the into the air. Democrats require racism to exist. They require. Uh, anger and hatred towards homosexuals to exist. They they require anti woman uh, actions and behaviors, etc. To exist, they need all those things. And if they see any sign that America is actually achieving what they claim they want America to be, well, they throw in a few firebombs to make sure that the racial tension increases or the the anger tour of women towards uh, men increases, or whatever division, divisive, tension-creating uh, bomb they need to throw into the mix, as soon as they see people getting along together, well, the Democrats can be relied on to send that crap to, uh, in there. So what we're saying today is the first step towards fixing a problem is to identify what it is. And I happen to think that these Democrats have have created such a fantasy in their own minds uh, that they actually think that this is the right path to take for uh, winning seats in uh, in Washington. And uh, I think we who oppose the 2020 Democrats so vehemently, we have a duty, we have a mission and a duty, and we have a duty to ensure that we defeat them thoroughly in November and not just win. I don't want to just win, uh, you know, by a lopsided margin, I think, and I believe we have the opportunity this year because of the amazing number of mistakes, errors, bad judgments, uh, lack of doing the job, uh, virtual plantation nonsense. Uh, anti-Semitic comments by uh, several members of the party. Because of all this and the division and that's going on in there as well, I think we do have a, the possibility of a true, a true landslide victory that could even go as far as getting us California. So, there you go. That's where we are. Trump has done a good job. He's not a perfect man, none of us are. But he's done a good job under difficult circumstances. And I tell you this, if anybody could place something on Donald's lap in an election year that would prove his ability to lead, I can't think of anything that would be more of a test than this coronavirus. And guess what? He's not only passing the test. I happen to think he and Mike Pence and their team will end up getting an A when all this is over. Thank you. Have a good day, my friends.